I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant, and this is the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where I'm committed to resolving your child's exhausting sleep habits. This is episode number 53, and we are getting into the daylight saving time change coming up in just a few nights, or just a few mornings. Mornings, yes, I believe it happens in the early morning. Anyways, before we get into the strategy behind how we are going to get through daylight saving or even adjust your child's schedule, I just have got to read this review from a most recent e-coaching family. Margin says, at seven months, we finally decided to start e-coaching. Our baby wasn't sleeping for even two solid hours at a time. I was at my wits end, but still didn't want to let my baby cry. I was so wrong. She craved sleep. Night one, less than five minutes to sleep, and she slept through the night. We are on night six now, and I don't know why I ever doubted the power of sleep. We used a doula and a lactation consultant and learned the long and hard way a sleep consultant is just as necessary, if not more. Margin, thank you for entrusting me with your child's sleep and schedule. I am so excited for you guys. And e-coaching works. It is helping hundreds and hundreds of families out around the world, and it's waiting for you. So if you're thinking time change is a bad opportunity to get started on sleep training, no, there is really never a bad time unless you are maybe traveling or moving or maybe your little one is sick. Besides those few things, there is really never a bad time to teach your child how to sleep because it is the literal foundation of your child's health and your family's well-being. So if you have a moment, if you've done e-coaching, I would love to hear your story. Head on over to Facebook, Little Z Sleep Consulting, and share your story in the reviews and recommendations tab. If you've loved this podcast, hey, share a review here too, because it is so awesome to know that there are families making sleep a thing around the world. Thank you guys so much. Okay, time change. This Sunday morning, I believe it's 2 a.m., Yeah, I think so. At 2 a.m., we are going to be springing forward, unless you live in those really wonderful places in the United States where that doesn't happen, but we are going to be losing an hour of sleep this Sunday morning, and when you guys wake up is when we're going to start making change. So there are some types of like methods and strategies where you like phase in and um, starting on like Wednesday or Thursday before time change, you begin to make subtle changes in your child's sleep. I'm not really about that for one because I don't really have time for that. Um, I'd rather just focus on it when it happens. That's just my personality. And I've seen this work just fine with so many of my clients. It is okay to wait until Sunday morning to start making your change. So don't put pressure on yourself to do anything beforehand. But Sunday morning when you wake up and now it's an hour later, this feels pretty good. Feels better than the fall when you were starting the day at like 5 a.m., Now, the clock says 8 a.m. and you're like, oh, my baby slept till 8. This is amazing. Well, you know, no, it's really the 7. But let's just celebrate that. So get up, then change your clocks, get your coffee, get started for the day. And we are going to slightly adjust your child's schedule. So the way that this works for springing forward is basically the direct opposite from the fall. And for right now, the spring, we are actually going to adjust your baby's nap and bedtime schedule to where they will feel like they're going to bed 30 minutes sooner. And then about three to four days later, depending on the kid, we're going to go back to our normal time. It takes about a week total to really adjust to this. Only about three to four days will you need to actually adjust their schedule before they get in line with this. So I am going to cover a two nap and a one nap schedule. That's where I'm going to begin. And then I'm going to cover what about if your child's not on any of those. So let's just get through the schedule numbers. I've also created some quick little um, phone screen grabber things that you can save in the show notes. So make sure you catch those just for some good reference as well. 
because this is a numbers heavy podcast and it's going to feel confusing if you're just listening. So you might need to write this down and or look at that photo I shared in the show notes. Okay, if your child is on a two-nap schedule, here's the most like idyllic, basic schedule I give for families. So we're looking at a 7 to 7 schedule with a 9.30 and 2 o'clock nap. This is for babies from like 6 to 12 months old. And so when I look at this, the adjusted day that we're looking at is now your baby is woken up and it's 8 a.m. And so we are going to get your child down for their first nap at the new 10 a.m. Now this is going to feel 30 minutes earlier than what they have normally felt like. But remember, if you're in e-coaching, I've talked about the sleep hangover feeling. Like your baby is the most tired in the morning. So it really isn't gonna be that big of a deal to get them down 30 minutes sooner for this first nap, simply because they're ready. And I'm sure some of you are like, oh yeah, my baby is like yawning even an hour after they wake up. So we're gonna get down for that first nap at 10. So they've been awake for two hours. We'll get them down at 10. The next nap is gonna happen at 2.30, which is going to feel again 30 minutes sooner for that second nap of the day. And so between nap one and nap two, it's gonna feel 30 minutes sooner for nap too. So get some activity in here. Whatever skill your little one is working on, practice crawling, practice standing, sitting, walking, jumping, running, whatever they're working on, wherever your little one's development is, just give them the opportunity to get outside or be inside if it's too cold and really practice these skills so they can, you know, do a good old fashioned wearing them out. Finally, for bedtime, we're going to be getting them down at 7.30 p.m., which feels like 6.30 p.m., right? So all of these times are going to feel 30 minutes sooner. So running through these times again, if your child is on a 7 to 7 with two naps, we're doing an 8 o'clock wake up, get them down at 10 a.m. for their first nap, get them down at 2.30 for their second nap, and down for bed at 7.30 p.m. After a couple of days, you'll be able to get back into your normal 9.30 and 2 o'clock schedule, and they'll fall back in line with that 7 to 7. Now, if your little one is waking up um, before that normal 8 a.m., like let's say on that Sunday, and this is where it kind of just goes like there is no black and white answer for things. If your child happens to wake up, they're on a seven to seven and they wake up at the new seven o'clock, well, then you might as well just go ahead and get them up and just keep them on this, just jump right in to the new actual times because they themselves woke up at 7 a.m., which is the old 6 a.m., and you just can jump straight into it. So some of this might sound great, and for you type A people, that's gonna be like, whoa, wait, baby, I had a whole plan. Why are you doing this to me? It's okay, I'm not type A, so I'll hold your hand and we'll walk through it, and it is fine if you need to make that call day of, like they happen to wake up early, you just jump into the new time. I'm fine with that. Okay, what about a one nap schedule? So same deal. I'm going to go with my traditional schedule I give for children 12 to 14, around the 12 to 14 month, they go to one nap. Up to age three, we're looking at a like seven to seven with one midday nap, normally at about maybe 12 or 1230. But for this example, I'll say your child is going down at 12. So now on Sunday, they've woken up at the new eight o'clock, which again, their body feels like it's 7 a.m. And we're going to get them down for their midday nap at the new 1230, which feels like 1130. So it only feels 30 minutes sooner. And this really shouldn't be a huge deal because I want you to, yes, get your child outside, wear them out, practice their skills, whatever it is. Avoid the car because they may fall asleep in the morning and then you'll have trouble getting them down. Anyways, I want you to put them down at the new 1230, which is just going to feel 30 minutes sooner. They can get their normal nap in. This could be anywhere from um, an hour and a half to two and a half hours, really depending on the child's age here. And then for bedtime, we're looking to get them down at 730, which is the old 630, feels like 30 minutes sooner. 
Okay, so that's just a quick rundown. We're going to essentially put them down to where they feel like they're going to bed 30 minutes early. It's going to take about, I'd say, yeah, four days for them to really feel like they've adjusted. So again, scroll down in the show notes on my website or on iTunes, click over to my website so we can actually get these little screen grabs for you to make a little bit more sense because you're like, Becca, I'm driving, I'm listening to kids. This is just too much. This is too many numbers. I gotcha. (laughs) I get it. But let's cover some what ifs. Many of you guys have reached out on Instagram through my weekly Q&As asking, can I use this time change to adjust my child's schedule completely? And for that, I say, go for it. You might as well just give it a shot. Here's why. Sometimes my clients actually like to adjust their schedules per season. So I have a family in Texas. They live in like South Texas and they love to just enjoy being outside together. And so what they do every single time one of these comes around is when spring daylight saving happens, they adjust their child to an eight to eight schedule. And then when the fall one comes around and they're not spending that much time, they're on a seven to seven. So that's kind of how they've adjusted their child. And you know what? It works for them. I cannot guarantee you, though, that we can just get your child into this new time and they'll just latch onto it very quickly because body clocks are very sensitive. Even though your child cannot read numbers, their body is very in tune to things. So to help with some of this, if you're looking to maybe adjust your child from maybe like a six to six to a seven to seven or seven to seven, eight to eight, what have you, here's my number one tip get outside. Okay, it's the same thing I would do if you are maybe um, dealing with jet lag or you're moving to a new time zone, things like that. Get outside and allow your child to soak up the ending day sun. This is a huge way for your body to trigger time to produce melatonin. Okay, so melatonin is a naturally occurring hormone in our bodies that helps us fall asleep and stay asleep all night long. Hint, hint, wink, wink, you don't need melatonin supplements. It is absolutely not necessary. We make enough, okay? Unless medically directed. There are very, very few cases where that's actually the cases where they're not producing melatonin, but for majority, everybody's fine. So let's just look at making sure we get outside, run around, play, 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 then go inside to get ready for bed, close the blinds, close the windows, make the house a little bit darker. That doesn't mean you have to like turn off the lights and get ready with a flashlight. I'm just saying let's block out the natural sunlight so that your body is cued to produce the melatonin and help adjust your child to this new schedule. So yes, if you're looking to realign and maybe get a little bit of a later start in the morning instead of a six to six, go for it. Use this time change as an opportunity to get to a 7 p.m. bedtime with a 7 a.m. wake up. But I just can't guarantee it's going to stick because every baby is completely unique and different and they may their body just may prefer one or the other and honestly I just adore when my clients say you know Becca I really didn't want a six to six schedule but that's when the baby is the happiest because guys that's what we're working for we're working for a happy baby and if your baby's sleeping 12 hours and they're doing a six to six and that's what makes them happiest we're going to go with that for a time it's not always going to be like that but it works for now so sure go for this and see if that's going to help Now, I've talked about if you want to readjust your schedule or if your child has a two or a one nap, but what about those littles who are under six months old and there is no nap schedule, it's just they're taking naps every maybe 45 minutes for newborns all the way up to every two and a half hours because they're not quite on a schedule at six months. Here's what I want you to know. 
It really doesn't matter about the adjusting the times because we are simply watching the clock. So I want you, if you're a newborn, your little one is going down every 45 to 60 minutes for a nap. If you're a four to five month old, your child is going down about every hour and a half up to two and a half hours to go down for a nap. So we want to make sure that your child's awake times are being honored, which is a huge deal. And so no, you're not actually going to be adjusting their nap times and their bedtime and their start time. It's okay to have that varied because we're not really having like a set bedtime until maybe about six months old. So in all of my e-coachings, I give you guys directions on just the like range of bedtime and start time. And that's really the key is that we can focus on starting our day between 6.30 and 8 and ending our day between 6.30 and 8. Most of the time I'm not going past 8 o'clock because children tend to get a second wind. For newborns, just disregard that because your little one could go to bed at 10 p.m. and that's okay. So there's definitely a whole different set of rules for newborns. You are not gonna concern yourself with daylight saving time. If you have a zero to three month old, do not worry about this. You don't have to think about it until the fall, but if you have a four to five month old, the only thing I want you to be aware of is that your child needs a certain awake time, they need to go down for that nap, and they can have an okay to go to bed, an okay to wake up range, and we still are looking for 11 to 12 hours down with a possible one night feeding. All right, so four to five month old example schedule could be that they wake up at the new 7.30, which was the old 6.30. Okay, we're gonna get you up at 7.30 a.m. Depending on your child's age, whether they're four or five months, we're gonna use their ideal awake time and cycle through that rhythm all day long until you've gotten your naps, whether that's the four naps for a four month old or three naps for a five month old, and we've reached our bedtime. Maybe it's seven, maybe it's 7.30, depending on how your day has gone. And you're just going to cycle through every day. There really isn't gonna be a whole lot of adjusting here. But this daylight saving time adjustment begins at about that six month old, okay? All right, guys, so many numbers. The last thing I wanna talk about is if your child doesn't nap at all. Well, then you can do one of two things. You could readjust your child's schedule if you wanna now get them down to bed at eight instead of seven, go for it. Or because your child isn't napping, have the most funnest day ever on Sunday and wear them out. So you could get them to bed at the new time, like let's say, for instance, our girls who go to bed at 7 p.m. Well, I could just go ahead and get them down at 7 p.m., which the day before was 6 p.m., but we could plan a super, super fun, exhausting day to where those girls are just wiped and ready to go to bed. So that really depends on your kiddo. Or if you want to realign their schedule, you could just do jump straight in and just have a great, fun, wonderful, exhausting day. (laughs) Guys, if there's one thing you've learned from me, it's that sleep is complex. It is not black and white. So there are lots of little what ifs and little gaps that have been left between this podcast because I don't know how your child sleeps. And if your child is still waking up all night long and they're over four months old, four months and up, guys, we need to help change this because we need to set positive sleep expectations for your child. So check out my sleepy coachings from four months all the way up to three years old so we can absolutely resolve your child's exhaustion sleep habits. Thanks so much for being here. Sweet dreams. See you next time.